Hello, this is the Potters Podcast and welcome. Got a packed show. Not a lot of good stuff come out this week, I've got to be honest. It's been a quiet week news-wise and still got absolutely destroyed by moaning Neil Warnock. Yeah, and uh, I think we deserved everything we got. So. I know, we thought we were going to be hearing Warnock moaning about changing rooms again and obviously the, the camper van that the Stone fans had changed in was on top to scratch. But now we're going to have to talk about footballing matters, but one matter I wanted to talk to everybody about first was a lot of discontent coming from the Stoke fans, and they want, not all, before we go on, but there's quite a few that want Michael O'Neill out in swapping for recent sacks, Chris Wilder. Yeah, I can see why people are looking at Wilder, because apart from this year, his record's pretty sensational really well yeah he has been known as Mr Promotion isn't he let's be mm. honest I still stand by that I don't think it's Michael O'Neill that's a problem I still think there's there's problems off the pitch they haven't gone away I just think Michael O'Neill's made him go to the back of people's minds for, for 12 months at times I know things have been a bit ropey of late but the thing is the amount of managers we've had in the last five years and there's still no change you're bringing players in and there's still no change we still slide away we're losing games now regular you can't always keep pointing the finger at the manager you, you just can't Michael O'Neill's come in and he's had what's he had now is that his third transfer window now he's second technically second transfer window second full transfer window yeah. so he's had enough chance to sort of make a, a mark on the team and just lately we look wide open all across the pitch. Well, yeah, let's be honest, you haven't had a transfer window where you can spend money. That's the difference mm-hmm. compared to most other managers. So you could change the manager. You could bring Wilder in and he'll have the exact same problem that Michael O'Neill's got. Well, there's a lot of talk that, which is basically started by Chris Sutton on uh, 606, where he was hoping that Celtic move for Michael O'Neill and make him the new Celtic manager. There's no real concrete rumours of this other than people like John Hartson think mentioned Michael O'Neill as well. So there is like rumours that there's a possibility that Celtic could be interested in. There's no serious concrete link at the moment. Because the fact is Celtic got no money, really. No. They've got enough money to build a squad, but I don't think they really want to be paying off a manager. No. Really. We're not one who's only recently signed a new contract for Stoke. So I can I can see people's dismay because this the way the season's gone, it started well and then it's just slowly, it's just slowly tailed off, tailed off and I'm at the stage now where I just want the season end and then prepare for next year really because yeah. to be honest it's one of them seasons where it's sort of crumbled away a bit I don't want Michael O'Neill to go I'd be happy for him to stay now if Celtic do come in and say yeah we want Michael O'Neill to manage Celtic he'll go obviously he'll go because bigger club. Cause it's a bigger club there's a chance of European football he'll have probably money to spend it's a bigger step the fact is because of financial fair play he's got no money spend at Stoke because yeah. the parachute payments end the end of the season the final parachute payment yeah. so we're going to have to completely get rid of to be honest I'm scared that this summer's going to be worse than what we have I think it's going to be a planet, planet wake up at the end of this season I think the reality of a lot of things that have gone on this shit this season is that we're going to be stuck in this championship for some time because with financial fair play and and the fact that we need to rebuild and it's not going to happen overnight and and we still got people on the books who need to go and yeah but more and more keep coming in that that's the thing that's yeah. defeating me but like, we've had all these loan signings they'll all leave at the end of the season yeah and then you've got rebuild again and again and, and it'll just keep for me I just see it's going round in circles for a few years 
what people for me the reason I haven't really had a, a jab at Michael O'Neill is he stopped us from going down to League One didn't he yeah that, that's, that's, that's for me he deserves he deserves credit and for me he deserves another season because of that fact yeah if it wasn't for him last season we would have gone down and up to just before Christmas uh, yeah we, just we before well. yeah till Campbell had that injury mm. I thought we, we had a real chance of going up yeah but with Campbell's injury in the garbage that we got was back up that he can't replace we are crumbling now I mean the injuries are starting to mount up as well and and they, they're starting to look leggy concentration levels are obviously dropping as well I, I think that the, the rumours that come along I mean if he does go Celtic then yes, my first choice would be Chris Wilder to come in and replace him. He's the obvious choice in two really. He's the Pearson hard one because he's he's been in the lowest levels. He's managed teams in the non-league and got him promoted. He's taken Northampton from League 2 to League 1 yeah. with a minus budget yeah. where he had to get rid to even start. Yeah. And it shows to me that he knows what to do. I'm, I, I'm not really that bothered because to be honest, I, I am quite happy with Michael O'Neill. Mm. But... If Celtic do come in, but there is little rumours now that Chris Wilder has left Sheffield United because he might be taking the Celtic job. We we don't really know what's happening at this moment in time. I mean, I put a poll out on the Potter's page just to see what people's views were, and straight away it was very much in favour that Michael O'Neill stays. I think there was only four no votes and like 50 odd yes votes. So, really, I I think the fans are, are getting a bit disappointed with it now because. We've kind of faded away into nothing after a good start and Christmas time, I think, where we were fifth or sixth and we thought, right, we'd kick on then now. started drawing. But then the January window came along, we haven't really improved the side from no. the signings we made in January and it sort of faded away, because yeah. of the, especially with another injury and Fletcher being in and out of the side. I think people, fans need to just calm down a bit. Instead of sitting there and going, well, get my colonial out, we've got to stay calm and, and realise that the enormity of the job that's happening here at Stoke. Yeah. It's not just a couple of season fix. Like finally, apparently now we are looking at analytics team, but it's going to take two or three years of that before they start finding the gems and getting them through the door. Yeah. The fact is next season's going to be even worse because we can't have big earners at the club because we've, we've stayed in the division for three years. We can't have big earners anymore. We can't have people on 30, 35 grand a week contracts. We can't because no. now we just don't get the money anymore. That we had before. It could be a blessing though when they do get out. The but, but it's getting rid of them. Yeah. That that's the problem. I mean, there's rumours like Sam Lucas could be available now. McLean could be available. And the thing is, oh, is there going to be suitors in there who are going to want taking really? I could see them two having suitors really, Lucas and, and McLean. At the end of the day, if you can get the best out of McLean, he is he is a decent player at this level. Um, and and Lucas has proved that last season. Uh, if somebody thinks they might be able to turn him round there's a possibility he could go somewhere maybe a newly promoted team to the championship next year um, but at the same time it, it just feels like all we ever talk about is who's, who we need to get out the door because they're on big wages and to me this could take six, seven years to put right the, the mess no, well, I mean, the thing is though it's not just, like I said last week on the podcast where we just quickly just talked about it it's not so much the players that we've got to get rid of it's the stopping bringing more of them in. Mm. That like now Fox in players like Matondo. There's who, been bad signings under him. Yeah. There's been bad signings ever since the, the day they said they learned the lesson. They said they learned the lesson. We got relegated. They spent oh, hundred well what eight eighty million pounds and all with transfers and wages on players now that we can't get through the door. We're loaning them out all the time. Like Benny Phobie, Ince, Woods. Woods. 
Um, Danny Bat's not really ripped up trees. James Chester's another one. Even though, but the thing is, it's like Johnny McCall. People aren't like hundred percent ripping into him. People are having a go and a bit of a joke, and deservedly so. I'm not sitting here going, "Them people are wrong." Jeremy McCall has been pretty poor, especially yeah. second half of the season. He's been, I mean, like yesterday, we'll talk, yesterday. We'll, we'll talk about some player ratings. But Jeremy McCall, like, let's put it this way: if he cost five million pounds, would he be getting as much stick as because it's a free transfer? Oh, yeah, he'd be getting more. He'd be getting absolutely bounded yeah. out of the club if he put the performances he has this season. If he was a five million pound signing. The, the reason why I think a lot of free transfers are coming in is because it's it's an easy way to get it away from the transfer team by he was free though and, yeah. and it, but it's not improving the team like I'm looking at the signs we made this summer let's look through some of them so Jacob Brown has he really improved the team no, no not in, in the slightest has John, John Irby McCall improved no, the side makes too look. many unforced errors all the time it, it, it's, he slows the game down we don't look very fluent through the middle when he's on the pitch. Another poor signing for me. Uh, Angus Gunn. Not looked right since Davis has come out of the net for me. I, I don't know why he's still getting picked every week. I think when Davis was in, we had more clean sheets than the conceded goals. Yeah. Do you know, even when we were drawing games, the, the thing is, when Davis was in goal, we looked quite solid at the, at the back from the from the get go, and for some reason, he's just sort of disowned him really out of that team yeah because yeah, no, he got injured yeah I don't, I don't know what's going on with Adam Davis he'd be gone Davis well well I, I don't blame him if he did to be honest no, I, wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him if he did right then Morgan Fox another one not really showing anything has he not no doesn't for me doesn't look like a wing back in doesn't, a million doesn't years doesn't look good enough at no. all for me league one player yeah. if I'm honest he is one you got, got what you paid for really then you look at the January deals Jack Clark no done nothing up to now, a couple of decent crosses here and there, but not really ripping up any trees. Right, not making yeah. any improvements on what we've already got. Yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes players come into a club, don't they? And you think, you know, they, they look a lot more better on the left hand side. They have more opportunities from that side. We just haven't had anything. Matondo, I did say this on the podcast. You're buying a player from a club who's in complete turmoil. It was a bad idea. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of promise with Matondo. There's a lot of promise outside of Stoke City that he's going to be a big player. But the problem is, he's not the answer for us. Well, he's not the, he's not the answer. He's, he's not a permanent deal and he's on loan. The thing is, like what they've got severely wrong here, fair enough, Matondo's and Jack Clarks, they're the players you buy permanently because you can slowly develop them into what yeah. you want. You don't sign a 19-year-old that's barely played under 50 games in his career and gone, yeah, he'll rip, us, rip the league up. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not common sense. No. And it's like when they sit there and say they've learned from lessons. They haven't learned from any no, lessons. No. They haven't. The only good signing, for me, the only really good signs that have come in this season, obviously, Stephen Fletcher. Yeah. He's got to be one. Yeah, but even... I mean, Fletcher's... Don't get me wrong, Fletcher's been decent for us this season, but... You wouldn't say it's an out of this world sort of. He's done well, but his injury thing will, will always curses. Yeah, it will, and and that's not a, that's not a dig at, at Fletch, but his days are numbered, really. Is yeah, he's, he's getting he's slowing down now. He's, yeah, he, but he has been our only he's done decent well. striker, he's done really, well, yeah. apart from obviously Campbell. Um, and the other good signing that I've said that I'm impressed with is Norrington Davies. Yeah. I, I like him. I, apart from he's obviously getting yellow cards every five minutes and I'm getting seven now as well. Thank no, you. he played. He played the other day unless he got injured against Middlesbrough. Got a little knock. Um, 
Yeah, he's he's another one that's come in and showed some real desire, hasn't he? Really, when yeah, I like him, I do. If he got him payment, I'd be fuck, I'd be happy. He's I'd probably happy. one of the, the better shining lights from January, really. He's the only sound as light yeah. from January, to be honest. Because I swear they're oh, well, and then you've got Alfie Doggerty who's been injured, but we haven't really seen him to judge him yet, yeah. so I can't really Thompson. see. Well, Thompson was January last January. So he's still coming under a stewardship. Yeah, he? yeah, it's coming under a stewardship, but I'm not covering like I'm just covering like this season's mm-hmm. transfer activities because everyone keeps talking about oh everything's improving, everyone's going to get better. I can't see still the real positives of what we're bringing in. No. And I know it's costing us nothing, but I can't see the positives of what's what's going on there. Well, then, if you think about that, how many players you just named? That's how many players that realistically you got to replace the following season if yeah. they're not doing anything. They're doing nothing, which let's face it. Matondo can't even get in the starting eleven. From from can't even get on the bench even. No. I mean, I think he was on the bench yesterday. But yeah, that's only recently. He's not even getting off the bench to play. No. Yeah, I think he did yesterday. But it's rare he's you yeah. see Matondo play. Fox, you see him now and again, don't you? He's in, yeah. he's out, he's in, he's out. These have come in. He, he said when he brought Fox in that he's an experienced player at this level in that position, and he's walked through the door. And made no difference whatsoever. No, no, he didn't play. None. He didn't even play. Like I remember, he said, he said something about Johnny McCallie. He'll be the spine of this midfield that pushes towards the top ends. Now, now and again, he has performed. I'm not saying he is slagging off Johnny McCallie like he's the worst side in the world. But what worries me is he came out Wednesday and said we're keeping hold of him. He's, he's the spine of our midfield. If he's the spine of your midfield, you've got real problems. Yeah, real problems. Yeah, because I think he's finished. Yeah. I mean, he, his performance yesterday alone. Yeah. He did nothing. No. And he gave the ball away too much. He gave the ball away yeah. every time he made a forward thinking pass. Dangerous balls give away as well. Yeah. Key well, areas. well, the one he gave away, he nearly conceded a goal yeah. yesterday. He, he, he just looks like he. Yeah. He looks like he's struggling to, to marshal the game. Now, yeah. fair enough, he's 33. But why offer him a new contract? Mm. This, is what, this is what frightens me. What, what, has, what has John O. McCall shown you to be worth another year? Nothing but mistakes. Nothing. But and, and the thing is, we can sit here and say about these about these signings, this has been going on for too long now. We years. just keep buying old players. Stephen Stephen uh, Stephen Darren Fletcher, yeah. Ashley Williams. They all they've all come in at the end of the career. And they've yeah. finished. They're done with folks has finished. Yeah. We just keep it's like we have a look at a couple of we want to get young lads in. Well why have you bought them pairing? We, we just keep doing it all the time. Fletcher will probably be the only player in five years you can go, yeah, he was old, but he did all right. None of the others have. No, no. None of the others have. Sam Vokes has come and done nothing. Yeah, literally um, nothing. I mean, fair enough. Like, if you, if you cover the Rowett signings, there's, there's, a, there's a few gems that have come out of that waste of money that we've spent, like Klukas become a good player. McLean was a shining light yeah. for, a lot, for a lot of times. But then you look at a lot of the rest, they're all crap. Yeah. And it's like, some t- but these were brought in to be the spine. We put Ryan Woods in to be the spine of the midfield. Mm-hmm. He can't defend. No. That's why he's been now been bombed out of the Millwall squad, because he can't defend. Yeah, he makes too many, he makes mistakes. Too many mistakes and gets caught a lot of the time. Yeah. So we brought over Cousins in, who, yes, at youth levels played in that position, but professionally, he's never played an oldie midfield role. Yeah. That's the, that's where, it, for me, it's like, what is going on at Stoke? Yeah. When you start really knuckling down and looking at it, like Stoke fans will just go, oh, the manager made them signings, the rubbish, this, that and the other. 
Fair enough, he might have said yes, but we don't know what else he was offered. He might have been offered John Obi McGall in Tom Pope at Vale. We, we don't know yeah. what's been popped in. We don't know because there's no money to spend. The thing is, though, he's brought in Clark and, and Matondo. And a couple of weeks ago when Ange was on, she was saying, oh, I've not seen much for Lyndon. That's why he's gone. Well, how come every time I come on the pitch, he was a Luke Mark, our most dangerous player at times. And you think, we've swapped for Lyndon. For these two... No, the doctor we've replaced him for. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, we've looked at the wing and nothing's changed. No. We've got rid of one, brought in another, but nothing's changed. But they, this is where it comes down to, is there a problem with how Michael O'Neill sets the team up? Because he's brought wingers in, but for the first three, four games it was, he didn't play wingers. No. And then he puts them in for wings to get a win... Then the next game he's going back to a back five, yeah. or, or does it for a bit? And then he's got solution for the players. And I, I don't know if these new players coming in thinking, "Oh well, I'm a winger," and then he plays them at right wing back, and it's like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's like they came out again with something recently with Jack Clark as well, saying we can extend each year. Well, I'm sorry, but from what I've seen so far, I'm not impressed. I think yeah. there's a player in Jack Clark. I'll openly say it, but. He's a player that you have to develop over time yeah. and develop him into that right hand side. But you need Bayern to do that. You can't develop alone, Sarney. No. They're there to play football. They're not there for you. They're there because they want get they want minutes. They want minutes for their future. Well they want minutes, but, but not they, they aren't ready. Yeah, they aren't ready. Yeah. That's what I mean, they aren't ready. When you loan a player in, it's like Derby when they loan their players in with Frank Lampard, they brought in mates and mounts. In ripping it up at the youth levels. Right, let's get, let, let's get him down for a division. Let's see what he can do as a first-choice player. Mm. Rips the league up and then gets back at Chelsea and starts slowly getting into the Chelsea side because of Frank Lampard going yeah. there. Same with a few others like Wilson. and a few. I mean, he's fell off the cliff since yeah. since leaving Derby, to be honest, yeah. Wilson. I probably wouldn't even have him at Stoke now that he's played. No, he's one of the best players he, in the Championship. He, he, can't, he, he barely get in the Cardiff side since he's been on there alone. Yeah. The, but this is what I'm talking about with it, that... It's not about as many as many players you can bring in and how much they cost. It's bringing in players that will improve your team. Now, to be fair, Fletcher's probably the only one, and probably Davies as well, who have improved the squad because Stephen Fletcher is consistent. The problem is keeping him fit. Now, if he was a backup striker, I'd be. We're we're, we're fine up front. We're going to be okay. We've got Campbell up front, and we've got Fletcher as a backup who can. Fill in, or, or maybe somebody else, or someone yeah. that can come on. Yeah. So you probably need somebody else, a younger yeah. lad who isn't quite ready, who in a few years can replace Fletcher yeah. when he retires or moves on to another club in two years yeah. with his contract. You can come in when he's had a knock. Or but the problem is now. This is where another problem comes in. Will Stephen Fletcher be given another year contract extension because we can't get anybody else through the doors? We're getting surprise me. No, in Stoke, you'll probably get another two-year deal at the end of this two, two years. Yeah, but the trouble is, is if you speak to a load of Stoke fans, they'll probably go, we've got no choice. That, that's what it's come down to now. Because before you'd have gone, no, get rid of him, he's too old. Yeah, but the problem is, he's the only one scoring goals. Yeah. So at the end of the season, if we can't get anybody else in, and we're still stuck stuck with the same front line, you're going to go, well, Fletcher's is on the up with Campbell. I, really. think, I think that the way, we, the, way the club's acted and, and our relegation is it's just been embarrassing and it's it's going to keep us in this division for probably five ten years mm. i can i can see it coming now because the problem is it's like michael o'neill can only do so much and the thing is look at it's the targets he was after because it all came out and like that agent told us 
rumours don't come from nowhere. They come from an interest from something's one party. Been something's been said, something's been involved. That's why these players are being linked to Stoke in the paper. They don't just come. There's not just somebody in an office in, in, in I don't know, the Daily Mirror going. With a map and a pen. Lyndon, <laughs> that, that, that lad from Barcelona, yeah, he's been linked to Stoke. Nah, they all put that in. Yeah. Completely, they aren't made up from nothing, they come from interest. Yeah. He, told me, he told me that sometimes it'd just be a phone call, is this player available? Yeah. That'll then get sold to the press. All of a sudden there's a rumour in the mail that yeah. some player from here, there and everywhere has been linked to Stoke. Now, so we know that Stoke had an interest in two, well, two or three strikers in Scotland and we've missed out on all of them. Yeah, you know, Lyndon's gone to uh, Lyndon Dykes has gone to QPR. Sam Cosgrove, who's he's, he's actually come out and said as a player who's desperate to bring in. You can understand there's a replacement for Sam Bokes. Where's he gone? Relegation threat in Birmingham City. Yeah. So now we can't even compete with other teams in the Championship. Yeah. We've gone from being the top top boy and the top shark in the Championship to literally being an, near enough a relegation yeah. side. It's like. And somebody said to me not long ago, went, yeah, but he spent no money. I go, Barnsley spent no money. Mm. The fifth. Yeah. And they, they, I think that all they spent was 900 grand, a release clause for a player that... Yeah, which is why it comes back to off the field. Forget the manager. Yeah. Off the field again. I mean, people can blame the manager all they want, but the problem still lies with upstairs. Well, this is where it comes down to using your brain. Chelsea said this. They said it doesn't matter who the manager is. It's about the progression of everything on the pitch and in the youth levels on the pitch. It doesn't matter who the manager are because they never last. And good clubs understand that managers don't last. Yeah. Because they'll understand that it's about a system and they'll bring managers in to keep that system going. Yeah. Stoke don't. They just bring manager and willy-nilly. Oh, yeah. Nathan Jones doing well at Luton. He'll bring that magic. Well, not unless you're getting the players. No, no. If you don't get him the players, you might as well... It's like... Getting a great sniper and giving him a spoon to shoot someone, he's not going to—he's not going to do his job right, is he? Yeah. You've got to give the manager the tools to improve and, and make a side better. And if you don't bring those players in, and he's like, for me, that's a big scapegoat. And this is why, I mean, at the moment, I'm calling Stoke Stoke Excuse FC because it's just excuses. Yeah. This week, Michael O'Neill came out in the press didn't he, and said, "Oh well, um, what's what did he say?" Now he came out and talked about. Oh, we, we, I've only managed to get them out of 20, uh, second gear or something, or get them past 20 miles an hour because we haven't had the the money to go out and do whatever because of financial fair play. Well, to me, that's an excuse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's an excuse. If you're just blaming other things, and get, it's, you're not going to get anywhere. It's not going to go away. Nothing's going to change. You can't just sit there and go... You reckon FIFA is sitting there going, oh, he might be right, Michael O'Neill. Oh, let's get rid of financial fair play because Michael O'Neill wants to spend more money. You can't keep moaning about it. You can't keep moaning. You have to get get round it. You have to work your way through it. You have to do clever bit changes to your system to bring in players for your manager. And they're not doing it. Yeah. Again, this season we're talking about, oh, they've learned the lesson. When are they going to learn the lesson? Like Nathan Jones isn't a bad manager. He wouldn't have done what he's done from such a young age if he's a bad manager. No. The thing is at Luton, they understand how he manages, so they put their entire buying system and scouting system around how he plays. He's not doing too bad, is he, at Luton? No, he's doing around the mid-table, aren't they? But with no funds, pretty much. And you look at Stoke, it's just bring him in, bring him in. Oh, oh, get him in. But he could go back further, because remember when we first interviewed Sam Hardars for the job? Before Mark Hughes? Yeah. And they said to him, uh, is there any players you want keep in this squad? And he went, only want keep one. Oh, you can't do that. Well, they want Ryan Shawcross, that's not good enough. 
That's Sam Allardyce, of all people. Do you, no, but what, do, you, do you understand the depth of one? Like, yeah, the well, thing you, is, yeah, you, when you go back to Tony Pulis, he brought players that were at the end of their careers that could still do a job to, to do that job because yeah. you're, a, you're a Premier League team that has been in the dundrums for 30 odd years and you bring it, well, 20 odd years, whatever it was, 20, 30 odd years. So you've brought a manager in to get what he can. And it was working so well for years. Skulls and coats were looking up going, brilliant, this is, we bought him for three and a half million, yeah. not 40 million, and look what he's doing, he's doing well every year. But then it catches up, Mark Hughes comes in. And the reason these players kept failing wasn't Mark Hughes, it's because they were bringing in players that were cheap and expected him to turn them into gems like like Pulis did. Pulis had players like Dean Whitehead and managed to get 100 odd games a season. It got 100 games out of him in the Stoke top. Yeah. James Beatty didn't need him for long, he just needed him to get enough goals, keep us up, and then he replaced him with Ken Wee James. It was business too, James Yeah, it was, because for how much we got, we only got him for 1.8 million, it was yeah. nothing. Even then, it was nothing, that was penny change. Yeah. But then as soon as it starts going up, and we started finishing ninth and all that lot, they crumbled. Yeah. It was like, how much have we got paid for a strike? 45 million? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, get that lad from... That Oslo, he, oh, he's he's got good control in the ball, and there you go. You buy a crap player, and then it keeps going, and it mounts and mounts and mounts because you can't get rid of that player. No, it, it it comes down to common sense, and we've said it before. Things need to change at Stoke, and it isn't the manager. Michael O'Neill's a good manager. I think he's the best we can hope for in the division we're in. I think he's doing wonders with what we've got now, really, because we we really should be in League One, really. That too. We, we, we should be in League One with what we've got. Mm. It's like, let's be honest, Joe Allen, is he worth 40 grand a week? He's probably going to be the hardest one to get rid of, I think. Well, you've got to look at him. You go through the players we've got, and any of them worth money. I mean, obviously, he's talking about ones who are with us permanently. Yeah, the ones who are with us now, or will be with us at the end of the season. So we go through. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if you got a bit of money from McLean. He won't get 5 million, though. He won't get 5 million. He'd lucky, lucky get 2 million. Yeah. For James McLean, I'm on about real worth. Davies, no, he's got to be worth something. Davies. Well, he, he, you'd get more than what we pay because we got him for nothing. But there you go, that's worth something. Yeah, but <laughs> you you reckon you get more than three million for Adam Davies? No, no, I think our squad's worthless. That, that that's the big that's yeah, the that's big worthless. that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's completely worthless. Yeah. You look at that entire team, the only players who are worth money, we've got three players in my opinion, it's a push for, Campbell. that are worth money. Campbell. Tyrese Campbell, Bains. Harry Suti, Nathan Collins and Joe Berzik, Yeah. who've all come through this season. We look better with Berzik and go. Yeah, I don't know why, I, I really don't understand why Berzik's out of the team. No. And that, that's one reason why I'm a bit, getting a bit annoyed with my colonialism. I don't understand why we aren't playing these kids and he's on about giving Chester in in over McCann new contracts. Mm. They're, they're, they're finished. Yeah. Chester's not good enough. No. Why keep hold of him? Yeah. Because we're desperate. Maybe it's sort of desperation. You can bring other free transfers in. There's got to be something available. Or loan somebody in. Use your brains. Yeah. Get rid of Chester. Matt Clark at Derby. He might go, oh I'll tell you what, instead of going Derby again, I might go Stoke. Yeah. It's a bit of a jump up. I'll go Stoke instead of going Derby because they finished our year, more experienced manager. I'll go there on loan. Mm. Job done. Chester gone. Got Clark for a season. Gives you time to think and get your analytics team out to go and get a good replacement. We're desperate for an analytics team. Desperate. But like I say, going through it, name, name me any other player that's worth money out of them three. Um, four, sorry, probably Beersley is worth money because he's, he's not a lot of money, but he's, he's worth 
a bit compared. I'd probably say, if let's put it this way, who do you reckon's worth the most money? Bergeek, Gunn or Davies? Gunn's probably... I'm not saying Gunn's worth that much, but it wouldn't surprise me if Gunn's worth more in the transfer market than both of them. No. Because of his Premier League background. What? Being crap? It doesn't matter though, does it? <laughs> Sometimes players get this big figure on them because they play Premier League and he's on loan from a Premier League club. It's just how it works. You see some fi- see it on transfer deadlines. How much has he gone for? He's awful. But he, he, he go. Yeah, but that's the modern market though, oh, isn't yeah. it? That's the thing that don't, don't seem to cope with is, is the modern market. And I've said this before and I don't mind saying it again. The coach family think it's still 1998. Yeah. They, they still think that's how you run a football club. I'm sorry, it isn't how you, how you run it nowadays. It's it's so complicated now, the system of buying players. is. It's, it's not just one simple way of doing things anymore. And you look at the, the amount of money we've spent since we've been in the championship. And I, I can't say that any player's worth anything. No. And the ones that are worth money, you won't get how much you paid for. No. Sam Lucas, if we sell him now, 30, what, 30 years of age, do you reckon we'll get more than six and a half million pounds for Sam Lucas now? One five. Two million, three at max. Yeah. You're not going to get anything. The thing is, you look at all of them. Fletcher, could we sell him? No. 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 Uh, Sam Vokes, could we sell him? You'll have push him. <laughs> yeah, because he won't leave because he's no value. We bought him for seven and a half million rounds into nine. Yeah. You've got Benny Cafobi on 38, 35, 38 grand a week. Mm-hmm. So good money, proper, proper good money. Yeah. Which makes me laugh because if you remember when Pulis was in charge and he wouldn't pay Carlton Cole 45 grand, they yeah. only paid 40. Carlton Cole's what? He was awful. Yeah, he was, yeah. He wasn't a great striker, but we wouldn't pay him 40 grand. But all of a sudden, we aren't bothered now, we'll pay people anything. It's not, it's not, it's not the botheredness that they were, they were so desperate to get back in the Premier League. They threw this incredible amount of money out everywhere. I mean, where was this money the season before? Yeah. This when is we this, when, we, when we needed new players and you went out and brought free transfer alone, it, it, two loans, sorry, and, and then wasted eighty and a half million pounds on Vimy. So you so, so spent all this money on one player and then brought free transfers and yeah. loans in. Someone wanted weapon for that decision. So yeah, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's our it's our level. It's yeah. board level, and this is why the fans are frustrated and take it out on the manager all the time because they know they can't take it out on the board. It's first line of what's it since it manager? Manager always gets it first. Doesn't matter well, what's going on. Manager gets the, it. The first. thing is now, I think a lot of Stoke fans have woken up to the fact that we haven't got basically we, we know the manager isn't at fault all the time because it, if it is we've really been bad at picking managers but when you go on and do well like Gary Rowett at the end of the day he hasn't done brilliant with Stoke but he's gone to Millwall proved he's alright Nathan Jones got at Luton kept them up after leaving Stoke and, and, and slowly they're improving they're not brilliant but they're improving Yeah. especially for a club that's been in non-league for four or five years not yeah. that long ago the differences between that and many other players and well, managers and, and Stoke is that we never go anywhere. No. There's never any idea what's going on. And it's all it's all started on, on times before. But for me, people who want Michael O'Neill out and replace this, that and the other, just stay calm because it's going to get worse before it gets better. There's no question of that. Yeah, I mean, it's probably lucky that the fans aren't there at the moment because I think just lately there's been a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, it would have started yeah. turning big time. Well, it would have definitely started turning because it's, it's just been crumbling. Right, so we'll bring on to a positive step now. We'll go into player ratings. I don't know where you've had that positive word from. I know. <laughs> right, so we'll go in with straight away with Angus Gunn. I don't know why he's in goal, Adams. I mean, the third goal, all right, yeah, fair enough, it's a good chip. 
but he, he comes off his glide like David James. <laughs> just just time your run a little bit better. He come out so early. Just give the striker so much time for just pick his spot really for me. I can't take anything away from the finish, but he just he, he comes flying out to his goal. He didn't need to. He could have won fire a bit. No, I think it was a, a bit in the first half where he raced out, passed the ball to um, somebody in the midfield at Middlesbrough who had a shot from miles away and luckily it went wide. But he's all over the place. I've not rated him since he's come. There's been a couple of performances where I've gone, yeah, he's done all right, but I don't get why Davies isn't playing when he's fitting. I think, he only had, I think he's only had one decent game. I think it was his way at Reading. He played really well. I can't ever remember that, like Davies, where we saw some outstanding performances. Where yeah, he saved catches in games and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know why he's playing really. He's been he's been lucky against Middlesbrough. It was only five 0 and two of them were his fault. Yeah. So to be honest, I'm getting with a three for Angus Cornell. That is harsh. I'll go four. God, I'm, I'm struggling by giving him a four. I was I was going to go two to be honest. Right, Tommy Smith. He's come back in. Obviously, big. Sp- Hey, big spam. <laughs> <laughs> big impact. <laughs> uh, played right back, and to be honest, was in fault for the McNair goal. Got completely wrong footed and stalled in the area, while Paddy McNair looked like Pally round him. It was a bit of kamikaze defending, wasn't it? Like Another player. What a waste of bloody money and time he is. I don't think we're missing a bit of captain's leadership in that back four. We're missing, missing a lot of back four. No, I just, I just find that, like, like Edless Chickens about the moment, just needs... It's so since John Obi McHale's become captain, to be honest, there's just no leadership anywhere. Missing Ryan as well. I, 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 so, like I said, I said this the other day, I said, I don't understand why I got rid of Ryan, and we, we replaced him with Chester and Bat. Yeah. But to me... I, I, I don't rate Tommy Smith and the problem is I think he's got two years left on his contract and how many times we're going to sit here and say that you know, when he goes everything will be brilliant when he goes everything will be brilliant get rid of him four four yeah I'll agree with that right Norrington Davies to be honest in the first half got on a couple of good attacking positions I thought he was going to be a bit more impactful but as soon as that second goal went in, his head went. Mm. His, his head was down. And not only him, a lot of the team was. They give up when that second goal went yeah. in. Because at the end of the day, Tommy Smith was embarrassing. He just walked around him like he wanted there. Yeah. Didn't move, didn't do anything. But for me, Norrington Davies, he didn't do too bad. See, I think we're a little bit out of balance with them too. When you think about Norrington Davies, he is like a wing-back. is such of, he can get forward, he can get back. Davies can get forward, sort of, but he can't get back. To oh, me, Smith, yeah, Smith, yeah. Smith, sorry. And, and if you look at any great team over the last few years, if you're playing with two decent win backs, they're normally both quite quick and they both get forward and add to the attack and then trap back when they need to. We just look a little bit disjointed for me. Yeah, um, you do. It's, it's like you've got a right back and a wing back, you haven't got two wing backs. It don't work. It just, it just look, for me, it just look a bit disjointed. Yeah. There's no flow to the defence at all. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, I'm going to go with a five. Like I say, at least he was trying to get us forward from defence. He, he was trying. And I can't, I can't give him any more. That. He didn't make any mistakes. He did right. his job, his duty as a left back. I'll give him a five. Right. Harry Suti. I'm going, I'm going to go straight in and say that's probably one of the worst performances. That, that's his worst performance, yeah. that was. 
Yeah. Obviously, so he was poor. Yeah. I'll be yeah. honest, he was poor. He didn't. There was times where he could have stuck a foot in. He didn't. He was ball watching. He was not tracking the ball, and he was at fault for one of the goals as well. He, he, for me, he just looked so lethargical at the back. It was easily his worst performance on Stoke. Yeah, he had a lot. He, there was a lot with the second goal that was his fault. Didn't step up. Didn't break the ball forward. He wasn't. He didn't seem his normal self where he was trying to bring the ball out and and get things moving like he's been doing. Okay, games. People. Normally, he's, normally he's quite. He can be quite physical as well and, and make his mark and let people know he's there. Yeah, he for was, me, he was a bit ball watching. To be honest, he was, a bit, he was a bit like a passenger, to be honest. But I think Chester left left him in so much open space with people running behind. Like I said, we're lucky he wasn't 5 6 nil. This is honest. where the disjointed thing comes in because the thing is, them two wing backs should be tracking down the flanks and helping out. And some of the gaps we were creating for him because we just haven't got that pace. Yeah. We've got pace on one side, no pace on the other. And you watch most of the goals, they're all coming from the left-hand side. Yeah. It's so wide open. Next Tommy Smith did his job. Yeah. I don't know why he's playing again. I mean, this is what I mean. Why didn't in January you just go out and go, do what West Ham did? Get this any consistent right-back. If For the budget we've got, anyone that can consistently play and does all right, go find anyone. Tommy Smith, what a waste of time and money he's been. Right, I'll go in a free from me, so it's a poor. Very yeah. poor. I was, I was going to go two. That's a bit harsh, but... <laughs> uh, right, James Chester. Well, to be honest, I thought he was becoming an oldie midfielder to try and support John Henry McCall because he was just running around with his mouth open. Yeah. You know, why does he keep playing John Henry McCall when, when James Chester's having to become a spare cam, uh, not cam, sorry, a spare holding midfielder to support him? Yeah, because he's taking up all his mistakes, which is making us even more open at the back. This is fairly similar to how Joe Allen was under Nathan Jones. When he was running around like an headless chicken, someone that keep tracking back in his position all the time. And Chester's doing the same thing for Mikel now. Yeah. And Mikel's gone messy. I'll get, I'll, to be fair, I'm going to, I'll, I'm going to give him a good rating, Chester, because he, he had to do two jobs. He had to do another player's job who didn't, who didn't even really... I, I, I wait till he get on to him. Does the tax man know he's doing two jobs? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. He might be able to get rid of him now. Right, so James Chester, I'm going to go... I'll do, I'm going to go six, because he did... Wow. I'm going to give him a six because he was filling that void that Mikel kept leaving open. He was trying to do two jobs and he did all right, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So if Suti, it, but the problem is, this is Mikel. This is what he's costing now that we're having to put Chester's having to run and help him out because he can't do his defensive duties mm-hmm. when he's a holding midfielder. This is the problem. So Chester, for me, did stop a lot of it. We, it could have been 8 0 if, if he didn't push up and help out. Yeah. But I think it's still taking away what his defensive duties are. Yeah, yeah, that's why we lost three 0 because he yeah. couldn't he couldn't defend properly because he was he was concentrating on helping Johnny Rickell. So I'm going to give him a six. Yeah, I'll stick I'll stick in the middle and say five. I, I, I still feel that we he's got a lot of young lads around him at the back, Chester. He needs to be that. He's got to be the leader. He's got to be back. that leader in that back. Him or Tommy Smith have got to be the leader of that back yeah. line. The both, at the moment, they're both crap. Yeah, you've got Suter who's not played a lot of games. Davis is coming as a young lad. You've got to look after these lads. Even if you're you haven't got the armband on, you've got to look after them. Yeah. That's that's the reality of it. You've got to you've got to make that defence your own. And and maybe that's not great when we rotate you all the time because for me I still think you need a stable back four or back five. You can't keep rotating it all the time. Right, so now we're going to Johnny McCall. 
absolutely pathetic so sloppy in key areas mm. a couple of times where he broke in attacking areas and he gave the ball away reminds um, me of Tom Scheiber he was bad for that he'd always give the ball away in dangerous spots I know he had a goal in him and nothing else but he'd always give the ball away on really key areas like just on the halfway line when they were breaking or <laughs> like the, we, we've only got one man back give him the ball quick and he's like <laughs> Why have you given the ball? He'd give the ball away at such big points and you get in it. And these people come up to me saying, he's a great player, he is. He isn't, he's shocking for it. Mikel's well, exactly the same. Well, this is a player that we were after, but, but decided against it and brought Ryan Woods. Paddy McDare didn't just win the midfield <laughs> battle. Paddy McDare. I thought he said Paddy McDare. <laughs> Paddy McDare, we could call him that. Paddy McDare, you've got it in your head now. <laughs> Paddy McNair destroyed him. Absolutely destroyed him yesterday. Absolutely yeah. played him off the park. And we were very close to signing Paddy McNair. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I'm saying. We, mm. we should have signed him. Yeah. But we went for Ryan Woods instead of the dealer option. Yeah, and it's turned out to be awful. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So you're thinking about it. This, this younger player, this player that everyone... I mean, a large part of this season, he's played centre-back, Paddy McNair. Every time Johnny McCall turned round, he was being outclassed by him. Yeah. He was a complete passenger for 90 minutes, McCall was. Yeah. And he's all about giving him a new contract. Mm -hmm. We're in a dark time, I tell you. We're playing South End United next year. We're not, it's never going to be that bad. I'm going to drop to League Two, or we're going to have a double drop. I didn't know where they were, I was trying to think of someone in League One, to be honest. <laughs> Wimbledon. <laughs> We've Hold the shot, come on. Hold the shot, I'm not League. <laughs> It's all been in the Premier League for too long, <laughs> hasn't it? Um, <laughs> Premier League, Charlie. Yeah. Right, so now I'm going to go in with a two. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to go with a zero. No, one, because you've got to give him a score, and it's a one. Yeah, you can't give one. him a zero. Uh, yeah, one for me. Crap. Yeah. Get him out of the club for me. Get rid of him. Yeah. Absolute waste of time. What about giving him a new contract and you want to keep the Stoke fans on, on side? Mm -hmm. It's going to be, it's gonna, I tell you what, if we're allowed back in next season, it's going to be an horrible place to go. We carry on as we are. And you wouldn't think you'd be saying that after the start we had. That's the weird thing, isn't it? Like this time, like last year, we'd sit here and probably lost 5 0 or something, and you go, yeah, well, we still need to sort this and sort that. So when you think how we started this season, yeah, to where we are now. Till, till Campbell's injury and after Christmas, this year's been terrible. Yeah. So up and down. We beat teams we should, but then as soon as we come against a team that's got a bit of organisation about them, a bit of quality about them, we fold like a wet towel. I mean, you'd boots an open top bus at the start of the Yeah, season. I know I did, yeah. I know. I'd be <laughs> quickly back down from that now, aren't I? <laughs> Stuck outside on the drive. <laughs> so, like I say, it's one from me. Yeah, one's fair. I can't really get that. Like I say, I said it last week, he's too slow. He slows us down. And we've just got no impetus in the middle and, and he's he's giving the ball away, he's shocking. And his first touch in a great either. You've got to think this player's played at the highest level. What, what, like, you expect his touch be right. <laughs> Even yeah. if he's leggy, you still expect his touch be good. Yeah. Yeah. Should never lose your touch. Yeah. Not if you're playing week in, week out. No, no, it's, it's, it's not lose your pace. It's, the thing is, since he's getting fitter apparently, he's getting worse. So <laughs> yeah. keep him fit. Someone injury. Get him in the upkick shop. Get some weight back on. You're better when you're out. out <laughs> you're better when you were knackered. <laughs> right. Speaking of knackered, we're going to go on to Joe Allen. Was pulled on. Was pulled to the right. And to be honest, every decision he made was bad. I didn't know he was on the pitch. Alan, Half the time that. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Allen is playing. Yeah. He was just like a wandering passenger. Again. He was just standing about. Yeah. A man. A man who's supposed to be 
when we kept it hold of him, the man that will get us back up at the yeah, moment. Really. So I wouldn't get in the Wickham team. No. No. It's, he looks like another man like Jack, where I think he wished he'd have gone. I think, I think, yeah, I think this is his final season for me. If, if money comes in for him, gone. He's got to go. Yeah. Got to go. Yeah, I don't care. What, even if it's four million, get rid. Yeah. Just get rid. Yeah. Johnny McCall, get rid. Get Start ridding them now. Get yeah. rid of them. If we have to pay him, go. Get rid of yeah. them. Give Michael O'Neill every opportunity he can, which we'll talk about later. But for me, I'm getting with a two. He, was, he did nothing yeah. apart from make the wrong decision, Joe Allen. Yeah. You should have stayed at Liverpool. <laughs> I wish he had. If I could go back in a time machine, someone said this to me, if you could go back in a time machine, what would you do? I'd say to go back and stop Joe Allen joining Stoke. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if we could, if we did have a big clear out in the summer and then it still didn't work this time next year, then you can't say untried. Yeah. That, that's the thing. I mean, the thing is, he's focusing energy on bringing kids in because he sits there saying he won't start investing in youth. Well... You need to start investing in the first team as well. Well, they sort of are banging on about youth, but there's there's systems in place to deal with the youth side of things. Yeah. At the end of the day, you brought Phillips in and he's scoring goals for fun, but then you're going, well, he's not ready for first team. Are you telling me he's not ready for the bench? Mm. Sam Vokes is ready, is he? Well, this is ready for a kick up the arse. Yeah, that's what I'm in about. I mean, I'm going to go over two because. Yeah. I mean twice this is the worst display in a while and he were absolutely yeah, atrocious on yeah. Saturday so I'm, I'm going to go over two what are you going to go yeah, I'll go two right so we'll go into Nick Powell now to be fair Nick Powell first couple probably first 20 minutes looked like he was trying but the problem was we, he's, he's we having dropped the ball the first 20 minutes we had a lot of the ball we looked quite dominant for the first 20 minutes but that's we've been too guilty of that for a few games this season where First 20 minutes, we dominate the game, and then before you know it, we're 1-0 down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, his heads drop, and that's it. Yeah. It's game over, we don't seem to be reminding back me, into the game. It's reminded me of last season, where, where they were dropping in that lot, because you could see Nick Powell was dropping deep to try and help and get the ball forward, because the, the midfield was doing nothing. Yeah, John Ovi McCall was getting completely schooled by McNair, and we were just completely out of the game at this point. It was It's one of the worst performances I've seen for a while because John Irving McCall wasn't doing his job and because Joe Allen wasn't doing his players were dropping back and dropping back yeah. to try and get the ball and Nick Powell you could see he was getting the ball looking up he had to beat four men it's like really Michael you expect Nick Powell to pick the ball up in his own half and go right go round five beat seven of these and put it in the top corner it's not going to happen is it no no and the thing is you've seen that with Powell in, in other games this season where if you isolate him, I would, it, it's not that I think he's had a bad game. I just think that he, he becomes naturally a passenger because he's got no supply anywhere. There's, not nothing, there. There's nothing for him to do. He's but the best stand on the halfway line and hope for a mistake or hope for a little knockdown or it just becomes a pointless game for him. It's very much like when we had his backs against the wall and Crouch played for us and he chucked Crouch up top on his own and he's like, he's going to struggle on his own up here. Mm. He's got no one knocked the ball down to. He's just going to be adding, pushing and kicking anybody trying to pull the yeah, ball. And that's how Powell ends up. Because he is a big lad and he is a decent target and he will hold the ball. But it just I felt sorry for him a bit yesterday. Because we were, like I say, we were so deep. And yeah, I'll go over five. I'll give him yeah. credit because he, he, he couldn't play his game. He had to try and beat five plus six players to get him into the positions. 
I'll give him a five. Yeah, fast fair. Fast fair. Because I feel I feel sorry for him a bit when it, them sort of games because he, as stupid as it is, he might as well not be on the pitch when we're that deep. Yeah. Right, same. Jack Clark. Nothing for me. Nothing really. He had a shot then too. I think first off. He got he got a couple of crosses in, which I'll give him credit for. He, he he has got a good ball on him, but every time he ran, he kept being into alleyways. He kept gaining and getting and losing the ball. Mm. He was picking the ball up, running, and then realizing, oh, I shouldn't have ran down there because now I'm completely marked out of the game. That's a learning curve, isn't it? It is a learning yeah. curve, but for me, it's poor. At the end of the day, he was running down lost causes. He tried. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and slag him off because, like I say, he's a young lad. And, but I'm sick of saying that now. I'm sick of saying that. Yeah. I'm sick of saying, sitting here going, oh, he's a young lad that will improve. But he ain't our young lad. No. So he should he should be performing. And I've had enough now. Yeah. And it's not it's not enough. No. It's not enough. No. And this is why now I'm understanding why I didn't play for QPR. Because he just doesn't do it enough. He's, he's got ability, no question. But when he gets these crosses, he has to make something to happen. He has, he has great chances, especially yeah. when we're 2-0 down. And that ball when I think it was Jacob Brown, another one we're going to cover in a minute, he was, he was near enough completely open. Good little ball over to him. He, he literally couldn't have missed. Yeah. Might have done, but he couldn't have missed. So, <laughs> so what's he do? He puts it way over his head. It's poor. Yeah. No, no other way around, it's yeah. poor. So I feel sorry for us a little bit, though, because... Thing is, we've always banged on about having young kids coming through the door, but we just never see anyone who comes through that. It's like a case. Yeah. Come through the always door. Always have been. Always some so players come through the door, and you go, no, no, we're not up for it. Here. Yeah, it's like, it's like when Alex Johnson came through, and he, and he he scored nine the year before with Tottenham. Comes to Stoke, so one scored one goal, and that was it. That just hit him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it's gone> in. <laughs> I don't get it I really don't it's like players who you don't expect be good like Walters when he comes through the door again what are we getting him in for then becomes a great player yeah. it, it, it's always the same with Stoke it's the ones you don't expect become something good mm. but Jack Clark needs to improve I'll give him a four but he needs to improve simple as that yeah but the thing is he might not be at the end of the season so it, it's hard to say well there is a sort of about extending his loans for next season mm. as well don't know how that's going to improve us, but no, because he's another player who still hasn't committed to Stoke City. Well, and the way they play, none of them are. No. So what are you going to give him? I'll give him a five. I think he wasn't one of the worst players out there. one of the worst. That's why I'm yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right for me, worst player on the pitch, and he got a good review last week from Robin Tunstall, didn't he? But for me, Jacob Brown. I don't want. I don't want to see him play again. I want him out on loan next season to get some experience and learn what it, what it takes to be a striker. Well, I think Tunstall's got a shot. I love him. I, I, I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, fair enough, he works hard, but it's like yesterday he was struggling, proper struggling, to get to get hold of the ball. He kept losing it all the time and kept giving away free kicks all the time. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was getting so angry. I was like, "What are Shout, you doing?" Shouting at the telly. <laughs> it was like everything he did was wrong. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, "What are you doing?" It was like one in the first half, a ball came to him and it hit his knee. I was like, "Control the ball! Just yeah. control the ball!" Yeah. Powell was in front of him. He could have knocked it to Powell and got away. But it was like dunk and <laughs> flew away. It was like, "What are you doing? Control yeah. the ball!" I still can't get me head around the Jacob Brown signing. I really don't. Like normally, a signing cut, especially when it's a striker. Well, he, he plays wing and striker. Strike, but like we played Barnsley, 
when he was there. And I can't ever remember him. No, being I've never heard scintillating. of him. I mean, I, I didn't we speak to a Barnsley fan? And they were like, yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's, it's all right, yeah. And thinking, <laughs> that's Barnsley saying that. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's great. It's like, it's, uh, it's like we listened to the Barnsley podcast and we were talking about, well, Jacob Brown had gone. One of the Barnsley fans said, oh. why do they want him? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Normally, you have these players from, from lesser teams or lower divisions, and they sort of go, yeah, well, he's uh, one player of the month for four months, and he's scored 12 goals, and he's got 10 assists, and he's, he's yeah. this, that, he's the other, and you're going, well, maybe he might be able to make the step up to the championship. I understand the signing. Jacob Brown from Bar- who? Even Barnsley fans don't know who he was. <laughs> Jacob what? <laughs> oh, God, I, I, it's another one. It's what? another one for me. He was so poor. He's he's got for me, he's got to be the most least impressive signing I've seen come through the door. No, but he, he started all right as an in and out player. He did all right when he first broke through because he looked hard working and he looked he looked, not look lethal because he never looked lethal. But he, he took the chance against Wolves in the cup. He, he you thought oh there's something there, but. The favourite's gone on, the way she's got. Yeah, yeah. You watch this with Stoke players when they buy him, they'd start well like, like Joe Allen when he first came in and played in that, in that, that calm, he scored all them goals. Never saw Joe Allen again yeah. after that. That was it. Yeah, yeah one for me. Poor. So yeah. poor. Just struggled to play football. Yeah. That's the thing that's frustrating. It looked like he'd, he'd never played the game before at times. Yeah. Every time somebody took the ball off, he was bringing him down. Not good enough at all. No, no. I mean it's frightening because you think we. I think Stoke are becoming a bit of a laughing stock with other clubs because he must all sit there. It's like Wednesday fans. Oh, we've had Fletcher. You're getting fit one and every other three. They take the mick. Barnsley. Oh well, we didn't even know who he was. <laughs> like, just seems like everyone who comes Stoke like a lost cause, and we've got to try and pick them back up. Yeah, basically fans are laughing at us with folks. Folks. Powell's done well. the only one that was doing well before yep. he came Stoke. Yeah, but when he first comes Stoke, he won that great. Yeah, he didn't play him properly, did he? And we're going to probably go, yeah, I told you, it's, there's this, that and the other. But Burnley fans are probably still laughing now. Yeah, they probably are, yeah. Yeah, they're probably still <laughs> laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, they've probably got a little sign above the front door. <laughs> a million. <laughs> oh, that's cheating me up there. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just... Absolutely not good enough for us. Honestly, still first team at, at, where is it? at Burnley as well. At Burnley. Yeah, we should have kept him to be honest. Peters has been playing regularly. We should have kept him instead of keeping all the Glenn Johnson. I still say it to this day. Yeah. Right, Stephen Fletcher, first off, close range volley, well saved really. Yeah, it was a good save. A decent chance. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty but much that, it. But I've said this before, answer with Fletcher. He can do nothing for 70 minutes and win you a football match. And that's yeah, what sort of yeah. player, that's what no, sort of player he's, he is. He's the, he, for me, he's the best signing we've made this season, Stephen Fletcher. Even yeah. though he's injury prone. He's but, still been but the most clinical. I think he's one of them players that didn't expect to be first choice when he came Stoke. No. I think he expected to be in and out mm. for two years and, and then maybe move to Scotland or think about retirement if his legs don't get better. But... For me, he's become a bit of a talisman for us now. With Campbell's injury, he's the only one that shows any quality that's good enough for this level. Yeah, Jacob Brown looks a million miles away from being good enough for this level. I wouldn't even say he's at League Two level at the moment. Well, you know, he's he's League One, but he he needs a loan spot. He needs to play for. I'd loan him to League Two first. Because the thing is, he he did play for Barnsley, but that was because their 
right winger who I can't think got injured, so he played. So really, we bought a player that was a backup at Barnsley, and we're sitting here going, "Way," and you can tell yeah. you get what you paid for. Simple as that. It is, yeah. But the thing is, like I say, at the same time, he is the sort of player that if you were bringing him in as a young kid and loaning him out, you could understood it. But when you're bringing somebody in who's come out of the first team and he can't cut it, I, I don't get it. I don't get what, where, the, where the thinking was. Well, for, for me, I'll give him a free. Flash? Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll just give him a five. Only because I don't think he did a great lot wrong and he was the only one who looked likely score for us. But like I say, he does have games where I've seen it where he scored and we've won the game. But yeah, he's done. Fuck, he's done nothing for the rest of the game. Well, that's what I mean. I'm on, that, uh, but I'm only pointing. He's a game winner. Yeah, but I'm only pointing to the middles before. He had that shot in the first half, and that I can't remember he's touching the ball really after yeah. that. So yeah. I can't really give him a, a, even a medium mark because it's normally it's, he was he was megally isolated at times. Yeah, but even when you're isolated, if you want you can still perform. You can drop deep and help out and all that. Well, he didn't. He just sort of he just sort of like give up and just free he did he did a fuller basically where he was just like a, but he didn't do what fuller did where he beat four players and put it in the top corner <laughs> let's, let's be honest uh, yeah I'm going to go over three right so we'll go into Michael O'Neill's performance for the game one straight in with a one eh? <laughs> straight in he's got to start he's got to stop changing this formation around we're just like, so disjointed at times he needs to get get his head together what's best for that group of players not what's best for him what works with what group of players we've got because the reality is it's already shown that, that his system does not work with the players at the club we've got how many wingers at the club we can't play a system simple we haven't got the right wing backs to do it yeah but he changes with the wingers and we still don't get performance no no but he's got to stick to one or the other now because for me I understand a lot of people probably sit here going you know well you've got to have a plan A and plan B well neither of them are working yeah, not of them working really. So you've got to try and speak to the lads and say, well, what positions do you want us to set up then? <laughs> Where do you want to play? <laughs> I want to play 4 3 3, yeah, boss. But it, but it, the thing is. <laughs> I want to play 4 4 2, boss. <laughs> but the thing is, if, if you can get the, the lads together and say, what's going to get the best out of them, you've got to try. I've got to try. The thing that's frustrating me with Michael O'Neill, and I've said it a few times now, what's frustrating me is this. What's happened to the team that was there last season? Yeah, never say die. What's happened to that group of players that played good football and we were so positive for this season? Mm. Because this season, even from the beginning, yes, we're winning games and there's an improvement in the side, we were, we were getting wins but we weren't smashing teams like last season yeah. it was like one nils and two ones and three twos to it well I don't think it was one of them they were all tight games they weren't exciting performances no but last season it's like the final day where we were one nil down and then pulled up and turned up against against Forest and absolutely smashed them yeah and those it performances probably, have gone probably the most scintillating performance we've had in some time that was yeah against Forest we blew them away for me, yes, he'll, he'll get to two from me, but he's got to start fixing this because if he doesn't, he's not going to be the manager much longer. No. He can't continue like this. He's got to get a system in place and work with this so-called new analytics team that's still a myth at the moment and start bringing in what he needs because if he doesn't, the club's going to crumble. It's already crumbling. It's, I've, th- this weekend was the sad realisation. It hit me, the real sad realisation of the situation this club's in. Yeah. 
So for me, he does get a two. I mean, the reality is now is it's is when it comes down to the end of this end of the season, and the transfer window opens again. Is for me, this is his last opportunity, regardless of what's going on off the pitch. If he doesn't bring the right people in in the next window, and he's given another another year, and we get to Christmas, and we're still in the same predicament. Regardless of what you think of Michael O'Neill, he won't be at Stoke City Cup. No, he won't. He'll be gone. And the thing is, we've sat here and complained about things off the pitch, analytics, people upstairs, scouting, whatever. For me, they're too stubborn upstairs for change anything. That that's how it comes across to me. It's like how many fans say the same thing to you every week. They sit there and say well we need analytics or he needs to go and he needs to go and he's, he's clueless and blah 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 it won't change it just won't change you just know it's like Scholes Scholes is like Marmite isn't he right with Stoke fans yeah. some people like him no, a lot of people don't there's not many who don't like him exactly <laughs> but there will be there will be a select few that do yeah yeah. but but what I'm saying is is 90% of Stoke fans want rid of him Say but that. you know for a fact he won't Say that I, I do know Stoke fans who likes him John Coates yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I, I dare say that there'll be a there'll be a small percentage that wouldn't mind the club being sold on. There will be a small yeah, percentage. There, I think there will be eventually if it carries on the way it's going. Because mm. at, at the end of the day, like I'm, I mean, we're going to talk about this after about the coach family because we've got to do the quiz questions completely for now. But yeah, so we'll move on to that now. Actually, before we ramble on and ruin. How many likes are those balls? Pulls the sky. Right, so it is question, it's question time. Right, but the, before we get started, we have to get a positive one now because we're very miserable. Listen, it's going to carry on after the question, so oh. let's get it positive. Is it a positive? Should have said that. People go, oh, turn it off and go next. Stop ranting, get it off. <laughs> right, so let's go. Question time. Question time it is. Come on, I'm ready. You ready? I'm always ready. Right, clue one. Oh. I don't know, we should have done a clue at the beginning. Really, oh, yeah, I didn't expect Rams on as much. So do you a big clue? Do clue yeah, one do, just do a big clue and then we'll do a second clue and then reveal. Right. He started his career yeah. at Leicester City. Right. In 1986. Right. Right. He had loan spells, Chesterfield, Blackpool, Hartlepool, Stockport, Liverpool, and Stoke, and Sheffield United. How would he go from Stockport to Liverpool? Oh, I know, exactly. <laughs> But this was all whilst he was at Leicester. Right. Uh, he played six games for Stoke on loan. And we'll give you it. And then he moved to Stoke permanently in 1994. Right. And he played over 149 games for Stoke. 1994. So basically he went from Leicester to Stoke. I'll, I'll go through it. So he went, he was at Leicester, played over 50 games for Leicester at first team. Right. He went Chester on loan, Blackpool on loan, Hartlepool on loan, then Stockport on loan. Liverpool on loan but didn't play. Then he went Stoke on loan. Then he went Sheffield United on loan, didn't play. Then he went Celtic on loan, played 12 times. Then he moved to Stoke permanently. That's well, not me in any way, that. <laughs> That's quite a big clue. It's a big clue, but... It's not out of the 80s. <laughs> well, it's 94 now. Yeah, I've got, I've got a feeling, but... I'm not well, got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Did <laughs> um, it off an X, does it? <laughs> Right, so that's clue one. Bit of a tough one there. So right, we were discussing it early on, the board at Stoke, and we've all we've all admitted that they're stuck in our ways, and we're not going to go out and have a go at the board because 
let's be honest, during the pandemic, they've been one of the best going. It is for the fans, for us as Stoke people, they, they do look after us. They they are a brilliant board for that. But do we think they've got a modern understanding of how a football club runs? What worries me is is I know in the meantime things aren't great, but where are we gonna be in ten years? That that's what worries me. Because the thing is things are ropey now and that to me Peter ain't going to give up Stoke until he's in a box that's because he loves the, he does love the club to be oh, fair he, he loves the club yeah yeah and, and, and I can't fault him for that but sometimes when it comes to business you need to put love to one side and if it's best for business to change things then it's got to be done because the thing is what do we look at if we say? I know it probably won't happen this season, but say for instance next season it don't get any better and we got relegated, and we go into League One, and then you're looking at it going well, this we're crumbling. It it, it, it seems we've gone from Premier Premier League still. What's it looking at top ten finishes to sitting in League One through bad decisions, bad signings, bad scouting. But to be fair, that wasn't Peter who did the bad signings. That's it's John who's taken over. It's for the last. Four or five years, he's pretty much been in charge of the club. Yeah, John has John Coates has, so it's, it's not so much Peter anymore. Peter has pretty much part time retired. Yeah, he doesn't have as much. Of, he, 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 he doesn't have as much input now. It is John who's sort of in charge. But does he not sit there at night and think this is not working? You're the one spending the money at the end of the day. If you're spending the money, that's your where, investment isn't doing anything. That's where you could come to the conclusion: do, is John? as passionate as Peter no not for me not in a million because years. I think that's where it does come down to is are they is he willing to spend the money that his dad was easily willing to do like if you remember not long before the relegation John when he sort of stepped in as a vice chairman at that point did say that he wanted to make the club financially self viable yeah which is impossible for a club like of Stoke size we aren't Man United we don't have people buying shirts all over the world, we don't have anything like that. The thing is with me, with the Coates family, can we actually see them modernising? Now, I, I'm not sitting here about Tony Scholes, because for me, he'd walk for me. It's bringing new people in in high levels. That's where I think Stoke need to go. Yeah. Do you not think, though, Peter's passed the reins on? Now, John wouldn't sit there and say, I'm not doing it no more because of his dad's love for the club no I think he, I think think he wants it I think he desperately wants it I think he wants to own the club I have no question of that I don't think he's I don't think he's do you not think if, if something happened to Peter he would, he would be tempted to it? no don't need it do they he's richer than his dad mm. so the, the, the thing is with John is that I, I think the problem is like a lot of the problem with with it is that I've never seen a club where a son or takes over and it's worked yeah. I've never known it work. It always ends up in tears. Well, he did it with him, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and I think there's a few other clubs. I think Wolves before then, mm. Portuguese owners. So as Dave Whelan's lad took over at Wigan, it all oh, grandson wanted to grandson, but it took it fell apart. Oh, he crumbled yeah when he yeah. took over. Yeah, and then obviously he sold it on and it crumbled again. So he went into yeah, it went worse after after yeah. they, they sold on. I think that's always your biggest risk, isn't it? Because the thing is, we've sat there and debated it before about Woodstoke being in a better position if somebody else coming and bought us. But it can go either way. You can go yeah. City's way, where 
the scars of Leicester. Well, it could go Leicester's way. I mean, City's different. We don't matter if Arabic goes to the fight. No, but like you say, Leicester. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that they were playing us and we got promoted and they went. To yeah, League they went one. to League One and then as soon as their new owners went in, they've literally won the Premier League. League One to winning the Premier League and yeah. now look like they're going to finish in the Champions and League. Unless the fans have never looked back. Yeah, and, and yeah. fair play to them. It, it must be over the moon with it, but it can go the other way and you can end up like Portsmouth, Wigan, where where people are knocking on the door for the wages. Barnsley, yeah, it could, it could, it could yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's the biggest risk you take. I think that is the biggest risk because I think even with John Coates, even if Peter does, when it happens, he does pass away. I think John will still look after the club. I just don't think he understands the methods and, and workings of inner yeah. football. Not like the, the Leicester room, because when the Leicester rooms went in, they didn't just go in and run it themselves. They went in and brought people in the game from all over Europe to come in and run the club for them. Yeah. They are just owners yeah. at the end of the day. They own the club. But they brought a chairman in, they brought a chief of director of football in, they brought scouting networks in, they brought things in yeah. to help the manager get everything he needs. Because they understand the model that managers won't last forever. They, they're probably already preparing for a new manager when Rodgers goes. Yeah. That, that's, what, that's modern football. Because yeah. yeah. the difference is it's not 1965 anymore, it's not 1970s or 80s where you'd have a manager who does eight, eight, nine, ten yeah. years at a club. Yeah. Those days are gone. And the problem is, I don't think Stoke's board are managing that. I don't think that they're still running it like it's a 90s club. Yeah. Where it's like, bring the manager in, we'll give him a list, he'll work out and all that stuff. And he, he did work for a bit. Yeah. He did work for a bit. When Skulls were brought in, he improved it, John Rudge left. And things did improve because we were spending low fees on players, but we're staying in the Premier League, got to an FA Cup final. Not, we just didn't, we, it's not that we didn't we achieve anything. We gigantically overachieved when we were in the yeah, Premier League. Frighteningly overachieved yeah. for the the squad of players we had. Like Sam Aldar said when he was coming in to replace uh, Mark Hughes. He was right. Yeah. You look at that squad, there's there's no one worth keeping. Right. But there wasn't when Pulis was there. But Pulis managed to get something out of these players yeah. because they were stalwarts. They were players that know their position. They know the Premier yeah. League. They've done it for years. So when he brought them in, he just said, "Do just play left wing. Do your job. Go and do it. Yeah. Don't mess about. Just go and do what you do best. You worked hard for Pulis. Reap the rewards with him. Because the thing is, if you look at that team that played in the FA Cup semi-final, Bolton, Pennant, problem player everywhere he's gone. Yeah. Always been a problem. But we had a good couple of years out of him. Yeah, he had two good years at Stoke. Yeah. At Stoke. Edmonton, couldn't get him out of the bookies. Mm. Brilliant for Stoke. You love saying that as well, don't you? Yeah, do. We'll get him out of the bookies. <laughs> Everyone on that team, can we? So it miss really when you think yeah. about it. It's Sunderland, in, it, but we seem to get the best. But, of but that, that's that how one. it works, though. That's what people don't understand about it. Like your Man Cities, you need consistent players that perform every week if you want to win a title or Champions League or whatever. Same as Liverpool, same as all those top clubs. But teams like Stoke, you need players that can have runs. Yeah. They could have a run. Like Walters would go sometimes four or five games without a goal or an assist. But then he'd hit a run where he'd score three goals in six, five games or yeah. get two assists in that run as well. Yeah. And he'd, he'd get his points. That's the difference. Yeah. Like you look at our team now, yes, when it's all together and fit, it, it can perform and it can do whatever. But for me, the frightening thing is that they, they came down and said, and that was John Coates' real first time go on his own as chairman. It was the first season we went down, so and we and it slowly got worse since he's been in charge. We we've slowly been going wrong, 
and you won't get rid of Tony Scott scores because he's on the board. But for me, this stubbornness has to change. They have to start opening up and realizing the club isn't going where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And you've got to open up and maybe think about it. Like for me, I love the coach family. I want them to stay on because they've got the money. They love the club. They're from the area. We can't ask for anything better. No, no. They're absolutely loaded Stoke fans that are from the area, still live near the area and look after the area. They flood money into the NHS. They flood, built a, a unit. Instead of building it in London like everyone else is, they built it in the heart of Stoke to bring jobs to the local area. Mm-hmm. They did amazing things. There's no question. The brilliant things they did off the field when the pandemic hit, where they give £10 million to the NHS and, and made their bet three six five a hotbed to get tested and all that stuff yeah. absolutely amazing stuff but i'm not on about that i'm on about football mm. and for me changes need to happen where they modernize the club and what i would love them to do is step back and just become owners yeah that's what i'd love them to do is to yeah. step back and just become owners of the football club yeah. bring a chairman in that's got experience maybe somebody from abroad or from wherever maybe an Argentinian that's been doing it for years at an average club but has been getting good resources and doing well bring somebody in properly to run the football club and then see what he wants to do and back whatever the plan is and back whatever it is because for me I don't think John Coates is up to the job as a chairman no not for other reasons like off the pitch stuff like the looking after the fans and all that they're brilliant yeah, yeah it's fine but I it's mean the football it's stuff. the football inside where yeah. they don't seem to modernise and, and for me it looks like he's going Tony how can we fix this well if we do this might work and, and then he's looking at his dad going dad what do I do well I've only got experience from older football so because yeah. Peter has done a great job especially when he returned he got us in the Premier League got us in the FA Cup got us into Euro- European football which many other clubs haven't done and kept us in the Premier League for a long time but since John's got to go in, he's got he, he's he's leading with fire because he's, he doesn't really know the job well. He's only really been following his dad. Yeah. So for me, he needs to step back and learn the job by bringing somebody in that can be the chairman mm. and run the club the way it needs to be done. And then he asks the coach family for the funds he needs to do this and do that. Yeah. It's it's tough when you think the era that that Peter was in has changed a lot since. Football's a different game now, and it needs that modern approach now, and and, yeah. that, and that's the thing. And and it, I know sometimes it's hard. I think it happens in a lot of different businesses where people get a bit too complacent in what they're doing, because yeah. something's worked in the past. You think it can still work now, and and you have to evolve. Yeah, think, that, that's Mark Hughes. Yeah, where he where he worked before, and he kept giving him the chance. He kept giving him the chance. He kept giving the chance, and then but before you knew it. We had a squad that was old, couldn't hack it anymore. Yeah, didn't replace him early. Didn't replace him early enough. And the players he did replace weren't playing. And, and he bombed them out after two games. He ain't good enough. Yeah. I need another 18 million now to yeah. spend on a replacement. That, that's what that is. Because yeah. the thing is, you can look at that in other, other sectors, like restaurants and stuff. You might have got great reviews in the 80s. But if you're still serving that food that you were serving in the 80s now, he won't be doing as well. Because you have to move forward with things. It's no different than technology. You have to move with it because without it, you wouldn't. It, it's just like analytics. I think I think they want to move forward, but I don't think they've got the experience between them to understand how to move forward. Mm. Tony Scholes is outdated now. He'll just go back to what worked before, which he tried to do with Gary Rowett, and then they tried by the way out, which has failed. 
Then they decided, oh, well, we'll completely swap to someone else. Let's bring Nathan Jones in. He might improve us by looking at it, but they didn't bring in the tools to, to do the job. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's slapdash and it's silly. And for me, if they just brought a new modern way of doing it or brought people in that know what they're doing in modern football or have an, a, a continental twist, it's like... The, for me, the biggest indication that they don't know what they're doing at, at the board level goes all the way back to when they give Paul Lambert the job. That, to me, indicates they don't decision. know what they do. They do decision. not know what they're doing. No. Giving a man who, who got sacked after four months from a championship club and expecting him to come in and keep stoking the Premier League yeah. shows they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. If that was any other board or a board that had any knowledge of modern football, they would have looked abroad. They would have gone, let's bring that lad in from Italy who's he's done well over two or three you get him in or, or whatever but we didn't we just it's English all the time British yeah. all the time and it's, yeah. it, it's because it's, they want this affiliation with the manager where it's like we're the, we're the owners he's the manager and it, it doesn't work like that anymore no. you have to prepare beyond what happens you have to always be looking forward because if you don't Mark Hughes started well his first two seasons at Stoke were some of the best football I've seen yeah. to be honest I'll scratch that out it's the best football I've seen yeah. at Stoke it was magical at times. Yeah. The six-one against Liverpool, the way, we, the way we destroyed Man City, where it should have been five-nil. You went on to win the league. It's magical what happened, yeah. but when it went wrong, they didn't know what to do, no. and, and they didn't want to sack him. But by the time they sacked him, it was too late. Yeah. And then brought Paul Lambert in to replace yeah. him. Because I, I, you know, I feel slightly sorry for for King Rout because I know he drew a lot of games, but he stopped the rot. We were in a mess. We were in a mess, and we, I mean, in fairness, yeah, we drew a lot of games, but. We still look more exciting to watch, on yeah. the route. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, it like quick enough get rid of him and, and bring Jones in, and you thought I know the fans turn, but the thing is, you can't just because the fans have turned. I mean, you can guarantee now if we start the season next year, and we're all in and we start bad, you know for a fact, Stoke fans will turn. Yeah, they will. But that's That's how we Whether are. Whether right or wrong, they'll yeah. turn. We don't. We the figures with Stoke fans were proud, and we don't take we don't take rubbish. No, no. Simple as that. We don't. And if take there was fans in that game yesterday, watching the lethargical midfield, they'd have been hammered. By oh, Stoke yeah, fans. Yeah, they'd yeah. have been absolutely hammered for it. Because the thing is, like we said before, Stoke fans like grafters. Most of Stoke's working class, and we white people who will put hundred and ten in. They're not always about ability. And the thing is, half of them yesterday could not be asked. No. And the thing is, as soon as we start going back again, it's going to be like a baptism of fire again in that stand. Yeah. Yet again. And before you know it, there'll be another manager gone, someone else in, I've got sort this, 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 and we're just going around in circles for years. Yeah, well, that, that's the way I can see it happening. Yeah. For, for me, when you talk about the board, they've got to, they've got to modernise. And if they, if they can't do it themselves, they're going to have to bring people in who can. It's simple as that. Because this old way of, of doing things, it's all right when you have a manager like Pulis, because he's an old-fashioned manager. You know, even before he became the Stoke manager, he'd been managing for well over 10 years. Gillingham, yeah. Bournemouth, P- P- Bristol City, or, yeah, Bristol City. He'd managed a long time before he came Stoke. So he knew what he needs and wants. Mm-hmm. He, he, you can give him the responsibility of the money, because yeah. he knows what he's doing. Modern managers don't. No. They're used to having people above them that make decisions for yeah. them to make things easier like for Wolves. them. Like Wolves, he's got an army behind him. Yeah, it's like, it's like him at Wolves. He has no say in any player whatsoever. Yeah, he, he, he's admitted it publicly. He has no say in a player. No. They get him for him. 
because yeah. he now he plays you know what his attitudes is after you go out and buy him for you yeah. yes it's, it's weird he hasn't worked this season he've had a bit of an off season but one out of one out of eight seasons yeah. isn't too bad really no when when he's more is more is backroom team on the bench than the subs yeah but the thing is as well yeah but it's not only that the reason why they failed this season because Adam Try Adam Try always given up because he, he they should have sold him that's that's another one where he, he backs up now now if mm. he doesn't switch back in they've got somebody there that's a waste of time and then it's the same question but I know that their board will replace him. It's like they lost Jota this season to Liverpool as That's well. That's a big loss. But they brought Neto in and Neto's doing just as well. Mm. So he comes onto that system, but with Stoke, it's like we lost on Zonzi and it's like the heart fell out of the club. They just yeah. they just couldn't replace him. Yeah. Yes, we, we survived. A year later, we, we crumbled and he, relegation was inevitable. It was inevitable. I think that, I think that season, that first season without Nzonzi, didn't we lose one of the last home games to Tottenham 4 0? Well, that, that, well, we we started that season well, which is why we finished ninth. But the second half of the season, we, we went were awful. We went three games in a row where we lost four now. Yeah, it was coming. Yeah. It was coming, and that's yeah. when I said, I, I after those three straight defeats where we lost four now, I said it's time for him to go. It's mm-hmm. new manager time now, and they didn't. They no. gave him another year and a half. Yeah, and that that just shows that you that it, it comes down to modernising. And, and for me, I've said so many times, this this board's got modernised. It's mm. got to because yeah. we can't keep going like this. Because if we do, we're gonna end up in League One. And if we go down with League One with players on 30, 40 grand a week, week we're gonna crumble, yeah. literally crumble. Yeah. And, and we could end up in non-league. It, it could kill the club. Yeah. We're lucky in one way that the coach family will always put the money in and pay up the bills. But when Peter goes, will John think we've had enough of this? Actually? Well, if he doesn't become financially viable, then eventually you just go well, I'm not interested anymore. Well, it won't be fine. We, we aren't financially viable now, but the the, the thing is, but that, do you not think if some, when Peter's gone, there's not that much emotional draw as there was when his dad's left? I think he's he's someone wants to do the best he can, but I just don't think he knows what out. No. I, I personally just don't think he knows how. Mm. For me, I, I always had this fear because when because I knew Peter was old when he came back, and I thought to myself, this this could. It's a shame. It's the same with Wigan fans. They said the same thing. They just wish they had Dave, Dave Whelan twenty years before they did. Yeah. And it's it's we we did Stoke was coach did it then, but he didn't have the money then. I'm disappointed because I thought Denise was going to take over. I thought Denise was going to take over, and the thing is, she has nothing to do with the club, but she's the brains. If it wasn't for her, they all wouldn't be billionaires now. Mm. She's the brains behind the Bet Three Six Five brand. Yes, her dad bought it and put the money in, this, that and the other, but she's the one who took it from pinnacle betting or whatever it is and turned it into the mogul and the biggest yeah. internet brand going now. It's Bet365, yeah. where they're making millions a week. Yeah. She's the one I want to jump on. And I'm, I'm devastated now because she, she's got no interest. No. But even her half interested would turn that club around. She'd have none of this. She'd have none of this. Yeah. From the rumours that I've heard, she's she's Shit. staying and yeah. strong. And if if you, any of these results and anything like this, she'd just get rid. And she's got the more money. She's worth three, three four billion compared to John, who, John. John who's about well, just over one billion. And I think Peter's still waiting to become a billionaire. So she's the she's the one I wanted to take over. Yeah. Trouble is, though, she's never really had the greatest relationship with the fans, has she? She never, she never forgave him for what the fans did the first time. Yeah. Now it wasn't warranted the behaviour, but it was warranted for them to move on because we were going. It's similar to now, where we were nosediving. Yeah. Because 
we, we, not enough funds were going in. All his best players were being sold at the end of every season, and he, he did deserve to go. Yeah. He, but he, to be fair, he didn't have the money that he had now. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I want them to stay on. I really do. I want them to stay on as, as owners, but they've got to, they've got to fix it. Yeah. And it might be a case where where John goes, Denise, can you help me out with this? Can you mm. can you get people in who know how to sort this out and, yeah. and fix it? And then I'll take it over when I've got the experience for it. The thing is, if he does do that, he's got to back whoever comes through the door. The problem is, this comes back to what we spoke about when Nathan Jones did that interview down at Clayton Wood about four choices for a player. That's got to go. And I understand that we work within a budget, but I don't want my manager picking fourth choice every time he wants somebody. Well, it's not so much fourth choice because he says he has a list of four and it's up to him what he picks. Yeah. So he's picking one of them. It's got four. to be him who's picking it, isn't it? No, I don't. I don't agree. I think it's the opposite. I don't think the manager have a say whatsoever. I think those. The problem is with Stoke fans. We still think it works like that. It doesn't work like that. You should have an analytics team that know. Yeah, him the analytics him. team is any place. You should have a scouting network and an analytics team that know him better than himself mm. and can pick what he needs. And then it's up to him to put them in a team. Yeah, that's how it works now. Like the reason why Chelsea go through managers every two, three years is because they're preparing for the next thing. When things drop, the performances drop and everything like that, they're already eyeing up another manager. Yeah. The only reason why they had Frank Lampard is it was a cheap option until financial the fair play got rid and the transfer ban was back on. Then they wanted to shall anyway. Yeah. It, it, there's no loyalty in football and there should no. be no loyalty in it. They've got to get a team behind there because that's how modern clubs work all the successful ones Leicester are the same every club's the same there's no loyalty it's right. like even players they'll go out and buy a player full well and tell him you're replacing him when he, we sell him for money yeah because I bet they did that with that centre off and Maguire was going yeah, yeah. pretty much when Maguire had one door yeah. and he came in well no Sunchow Sunchi Sunchi whatever his name is he was in the season the year before he only made eight appearances. Yeah. But he was already in. And he told him, you're replacing him. Yeah. You, you, you won't play much this season. Just get used to the club, learn it, and then next season you're going to be first choice. Yeah. You'll replace with Maguire. He it up so, he did, so he wasn't bothered. No. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be first choice next season. So yeah. just get used to it, see how the manager prepared. Yeah, prepare him. Prepared. Yeah. We That's lost. how much to do it. We lost. I mean, Glenn Johnson was first choice right back. There was no one really in for replacing. Yeah. Not, not long term, anyway. Well, that's where the problems went because they weren't, they weren't willing to spend the money. Glenn Johnson was slowing down, so they brought a player one year younger than him in Phil Barton. Yeah. That's not how you do things. That's not how you replace a player. No. You don't bring an old, a man near enough the same age. You have someone who's in as his understudy. Yeah, a young lad who can progress. A 22-year-old, 23-year-old that's, that's played games, understands it, who can step in ready to go. Yeah, on. Johnson wasn't a bit of bad sort of teacher as well. He's had a decent career at the end good of the day. Player, yeah, Johnson won. I mean, you look at his record at Chelsea and in, in, in Liverpool, he, he has had a good career, but... And he, Portsmouth as well did well. Yeah, did well at Portsmouth. And I think if he'd had a kid under him to to play, like bring Johnson off as a sub now and again and stuff, that's what you need. Mm. Trouble is, we lost everybody in a big hit. Yeah, we lost Wheeling, yeah, we, yeah. we just lost everyone. Yeah, everything. Basically, the reason why we went down is because they didn't prepare and bring in steady replacements, but the ones they did bring in were cheap. Mm. And it's, it's like they went to America, come back with Jeff Cameron, who was the only good signing we got from America. They brought other players in that I'm not going to go into, but 
didn't sign any of these new youngsters that are coming through, like Pulisic and McKinney and, yeah. and him. Well, he buried his crap. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's another one that at the time when he come in, we weren't doing too bad when Brett came. So no one really paid any attention to that mistake. Yeah. But what we should have been doing is going, that is a big mistake. Yeah, it's not affecting us on the pitch, but he's still a squad member who's turned out to be a complete waste of time. Yeah. And, and he wasn't the only one. Jamie Ness, next Rangers captain he is. I can't ever remember him starting a game. No, he didn't. No, he did one in the cup. But yeah, that's what I mean. But he's cheap. That's what I mean. It's still a mistake, though. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, got, mistakes. got pushed under the carpet, and that was it. Yeah, but the mistakes go on all the way. First season in the Premier League, Ibrahim Asonko, Dave Kitson, Andy Fye, Say Elephant Johnny. The, the only good signings we made in the first seasons were Everington, Beattie, and Abdullah Fye. The rest of them were hopeless, yeah. most of them. And Kitson didn't want come. No, he didn't. He's openly yeah. said on Sky. Which, which Atlantic team would have gone? He doesn't want to come really. It's like one of them skits where they're like, you, you come in, but he's like, put yeah, he, balance of around him. Uh, Michael Tong, we, we watched his interview as well. He, he said, he joined, you played him on the left wing. Yeah. He played like nine games for Sheffield United on the left wing. Yeah. Sarah was like, what were you doing on the left wing, boss? Yeah. And he was like, why have you signed me really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why have you brought me in? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> Tom Sauce was another one. Mm. Good, good prospect at the time. Preston Crystal Palace played in the central midfield. We buy him, put him on the right wing. Yeah. Oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, when we were doing well, that was the point when we had dodgy signings for go. Why have we signed him as a centre midfield? Because your analytics team, if we'd had one, would have gone. Why have you just bought a centre off and put him on the wing? They yeah. wouldn't have done that. Well, it's like the left backs. That shows how good Pulis is as a man manager and can work with whatever he's got. Danny Collins, failed centre-back, but got use out of him. Mark Wilson, failed holding midfielder, got you use out of left-back. Left back. Got him as a useful left-back. Left back. And then you look at other ones, look at when he was playing centre-back under oh, Mark Hughes. Oh, wow. He was awful. He was terrible. Yeah, he, terrible. He, but Pulis knew he wasn't yeah. a good player when he's, after a couple of weeks of signing. He played centre-off at Liverpool letters for six. Yeah. He started Danny Higginbottom. He got the best out of Danny Higginbottom and he, at the end of his career goes, Danny, you can't play centre back anymore, but we'll we'll shove your left back. Griffin's going. We'll give you a go at left back for the seasons. And he did all right because people yeah. just knew what what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. But you can't. But the failed signs go on and on. It's just that Pulis could work with the odd one or two. Yeah, the if, he, if he had five, he'd probably be able to deal with two to three, wouldn't he, and get, and get something out of them. Yeah, you, you get the best yeah. out of one or two of them, like when he signed Fai and all these ones. Sonko, you expect him to be good, because he was brilliant for Reading and Brentford. Mm. Come Stoke, he was an absolute waste of time. Yeah, was, yeah. But he was on 40 grand a week, and we, he, 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 I think he played about nine games yeah, in a Stoke shape. Kits are, not openly, Kits are not openly said, I don't want to go Stoke, yeah, but they're giving us five and a half million before we even get up. Where are you going? <laughs> like Ben John, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just how it is that's that's how it, football, it's, football. it's a business but they never learn from it now I can understand what coach because of his he's of a, of a vintage of a vintage he's <laughs> of a vintage he's, he's of an age where you can't really get out of old times but then John sort of steps up and I don't really understand what the plan is no that's that's the thing what I don't get I don't really understand the plan is he's had four managers in in less than years he's been owner of the club he's had more managers than years he's been owning the club yeah. or running the club so I should say I'm worried at where we're going. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm worried to know what the next five years brings. What's the, what's the future all for Stoke? 
That's next week's question. That's next week's question. Everybody answer that. But where are we going to be in five years? If any of you say Prem, you're liars. Holy <laughs> screen. Well, you, you know, I mean, we could look at the positives of what of what gone into it because we've gone through the negatives. The positives have have come through this sort of win this season have come through that apparently now they are looking at analytics team, which has been brought through Michael O'Neill. It's crazy that the manager has to think of this. Yeah. That's what scares me, is the managers had to come, we need an analytics team. Oh, what? An analytics team. Yeah. You need an analytics team. We need to find so we aren't buying garbage every year. Yeah. But at least the club have jumped on from what we're hearing because they have been advertising for the post, so that's got to be a positive move forward. Yeah. thing is, though, I know this will sound dead daft, but when we were there, when I got married years ago, you've only got to look at the, the actual inside of the ground, you think... It's so 1990s. <laughs> like inside, you think you won't modernise it on the pitch. You could do with modernising that carpet in the Stanley Market Street. Like someone told the 90s. Like, it took them 15 years modernise the bar. It's a danger <laughs> rail by the bar. <laughs> thinking, oh my God. No, the bar at the, what's it called, bar? In the ground. Oh, yeah. What's it called? The Delilah's. Delilah's. It took yeah. them 15 years to develop that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you sort of walk in, it's like a time warp inside and I mean I, I don't know I know it sounds a bit stupid saying well it wasn't yeah, nice that really. but it's just, <laughs> the thing is if that's your mentality then you won't will you you will leave things the way they are the thing is they I remember when they did all that graffiti in, in the family stand and plastered it all over the over the website as, as if everyone was dead impressed with it and they're like look at what we've done a big picture arrived <laughs> thinking We'd more prefer you do things outside the ground, like paying homage to legends and putting more stores out and doing things like what Derby have done, which we spoke to Ange about in the past. Yeah. We're not asked about you painting pretty pictures everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Let's evolve the club and make it a bit more of an entertaining sort of... I mean, it still, for me, feels like it's plonked next to the incinerator. Nothing's changed, really, has it? Well, the corner being filled apart in. from the corner being filled in there hasn't obviously the great bank statue there hasn't been much change no. since I've been in, in the old League One days when no. the ground first opened yeah. there hasn't been much real change um, probably a lick of paint now and again and yeah. then finally we had them things on the side of our Wi-Fi <laughs> those pictures were still on the side the year we went down, yeah. <laughs> so that, that yeah. picture of the Wi-Fi on that slide. I played for the club for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> it was like away fans. Who's that? That's, oh, we had a play. Oh, he's retired five years ago. That was up <laughs> the Wi-Fi. It was a legendary Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I say, I mean, we've we've spoke about it before, haven't we? I mean, we've been to other grounds and seen what goes on before kickoff. It's more of a match day experience. We haven't got a match day experience. Yet. How many state? I bet it's if you asked hundred state fans now, what time do you go in the ground? I bet at least seventy of them going at five two. Yeah, or half three, something like that. Half three. I'm in the panel in full. I'll just have one more. <laughs> I'm not watching that drop. We're going at half three. Then again, I mean, I never said I'd do it, but that was it last season. How many times did we go up Power League second half? Because we had enough, three, four times? Three times, yeah. lost, three times we had Because we're just yeah. sick, of, sick of what we were watching. Yeah. I think once it was because I'd had too much Guinness, so <laughs> terrible, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, it was only the eight times we were getting smashed at half times, we thought, I've had enough of this. Yeah. 
and yeah. it's, it, what it, I still go every week. It doesn't bother me, but you know, because that option of the power leagues there, you, you have to take it now. <laughs> I mean, my neighbour said to me yesterday, "He's still missing the football." I went, "Yeah." He says, "I'm not missing the football. I'm just missing the lads." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. A lot of people do miss. Yeah. It isn't so the much crack. actually the game. It's just the whole it's, day. It's the whole day. It's yeah. the whole situation yeah. going up. up. Quick your local boozer or yeah. whatever and then getting on a bus up to the ground yeah. it is a great feeling then you watch Stoke lose 4-0 and then you come you back come home about the pub <laughs> argue with the wife and <laughs> go home and <laughs> <laughs> go oh what a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I think we've come to the conclusion the club has to modernise in some way or the other either, either John's got to step up and, and modernise or I don't know, some mythical man's got to <laughs> get some new carpet <laughs> and, and sort the old place out, really. Right, so now we're going to clue two. Clue two. Right, he's also played in the playoff final for Leicester. Right, is that when we lost to him? No, it was against Blackburn Rovers, and he also saved a penalty. Oh, so he's a goalkeeper? Yeah, he's a goalkeeper. He's had 13 loan spells sandwiched between Stoke, so he's not had a glitter career as such. He was it, Stoke until 2001 and he also was set out alone four times whilst he was at Stoke did he play a long time he played from 1986 to 2008 non-league at that point Mansfield Town was his last club he also had one appearance for England under 21s he left Stoke for Cheltenham but when he got there he didn't play so he left again and went all alone (laughs) I'm supposed to get this (laughs) I have got a sticky feeling, but it's going to be—it's just going to be a guess. I'll, I'll be honest; it's going to be an absolute guess. But the—the the only thing I'm going off is the, the amount of time he was at Stoke, because <laughs> this player was at Stoke a long time. He was there for seven years. That's what I mean. The only player I can think of that that was there through the nineties, because I remember he played quite a bit for Stoke as well. Yeah. Uh, it was Carl Muggleton. Yes. Captain. <laughs> 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 oh, the, the only reason why I got that is because of the, the amount of time because he was there for most of my kid killed to the Stoke yeah. and he was always in and out of the squad well if you think about it right he signed in 1994 he left in 2001 and in that time he went he went Sheffield United Mansfield Town Chesterfield and Cardiff all in whilst he was at Stoke on loan yeah yeah but he, he never, still managed 149 games for Stoke. Yeah, he, he, even though he was on loan. He basically, basically, with Carl Muggleton, we were always trying to replace him, but just couldn't get along because he kept bringing players like Grobelar in, and yeah. well, not so much Grobelar at that point. He kept bringing in players like Ed DeHoy and yeah. old players that were right towards the end. Gavin Ward, who was good but couldn't keep him fit. He never played much on loan. He went Rotherham on loan, six games. Sheffield United, he was a good goalkeeper. Mansfield, one game. Sheffield, uh, Chesterfield, five. Cardiff six, Cheltenham seven. He, he, he never. He, all his appearances have come at Stoke, Leicester, and Chesterfield. Yeah, he was he at was, Chesterfield for four years. He, he was an underrated young goalkeeper that didn't really live up to the promise. And when he was at Stoke, he was sort of there and he would try and get rid. But he ended up staying there because the goalkeeper was coming in. Because I remember a good goalkeeper at Stoke called Ryan Frazier. I think his name was Ryan Frazier. And he, he was a brilliant goalkeeper. He, but he had a problem with his knee and he couldn't keep him fit. Yeah. And I think he re- he retired Stoke or went back to Scotland. I think he was Scottish. He d- they didn't truly replace him till Neil Cutler went in. Yeah. When we got him from Villa, then he finally we decided finally get rid of him because he always got himself back in the team. Yeah. All the time because these goalkeepers kept breaking down. Gavin Ward, like I say, Gavin Ward was good. 
but he had a problem with his wrist or something where he was always injured. Frazier was always injured. And he always seemed to get himself back in the team play. until Neil Cutler finally came in. Because Cutler is one of the best goalkeepers I've seen at Stoke. He was a good goalkeeper. Yeah. But Muggleton was around for a long time. It's a change of, of era because we only paid 150 grand for him. Well, back then, the 80s, in the 90s, 90s now yeah. a lot of money that was. Yeah. That's a decent one, I think. Right, we're back in the lead again now, so I'm going to do a tough one just like that for next week. That wasn't tough. You smashed that too close. Yeah, but I only, I only got it because of the length. I didn't have a car. I was a guess that was. I didn't have a clue. Until you said goalkeeper and how long he was at the club. You, I didn't, you remember that playoff final like it was yesterday. <laughs> Who did he play for in that? Last <laughs> You were only about that big, I think. When was he? Uh, playoff final. It was 1992. No. <laughs> how old were you? Uh, five. Five, I'm going to remember. You were there screaming at the telly. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been on the telly, man. <laughs> playoff final, no, I was interested. Dad on it on radio. The only one I remember was obviously Stoke in 96. Right. That was a long pod. We could only say, everybody, we're very sorry about the attitude of the pod, mainly Mark, because it was quite depressing, that one was. What did it me for? Because it was, you were a bit downbeat, that one. It's because it's life's downbeat, isn't it? <laughs> Plus, at the moment, you went in with the first one as well, eh? You were like, one! <laughs> <laughs> you tried not. I know, I tried. <laughs> but you have to give a mark, don't you? So, like I say, we can only apologise. Thanks for listening. You know where we are. We're on all podcast platform providers. We're on every social media network make sure you join and follow the phone thanks for listening to all to all all the best